This podcast's only purpose is for informational use. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Investing in the market is risky, and past performance is not indicative of future results. Back with episode 21 of the Two Cents 20-Year-Old Podcast. I've been digging too deep. Back with another episode of the Two Cents 20-Year-Old Podcast. I hope you liked the new intro from my boy Conman. Uh, it's actually super fire. And uh, I'm going to hopefully continue to switch up the intro songs for each 10 episodes. Uh, just because I like switching it up a little bit. And I'm sure uh, you guys would love to hear some new Conman, some new uh, some new intro songs. So... Uh, obviously, everyone is aware of the riot at the United States Capitol by Trump supporters, which led to Trump actually being banned on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitch, and Shopify, and even one of his email providers. The next to go will be his YouTube, which has been released by the company, saying that they are attempting to accelerate their efforts and exercise their powers as a media company with their specific rules and regulations that Trump agreed to when he signed up, just like we all did. The question is, however, can they actually do this in a country that is infamous for touting its freedom of speech? I'll go into depth about it right now. A law professor at Washington University in St. Louis said, quote, The First Amendment does not require any private forum to publish anyone's speech. Neither Twitter nor Simon & Schuster has any obligations under the First Amendment. Any suggestion that people like Trump and the viewpoints they espouse will ever lack meaningful access to public attention is ludicrous. We should worry about private power over speech, but presidents and senators are the last speakers we need to worry about. It is an interesting question because the uh, you know the Supreme Court may decide by actually today, today's Monday, um, so by today, whether or not they decide to hear uh, the case about Trump's Twitter account, uh, while lower courts have decided that he had actually misused the First Amendment in the past by blocking people from his account, and a quote from Judge Barrington D. Parker for the court said, quote, We conclude that the evidence of the official nature of the account is overwhelming. We also conclude that once the president has chosen a platform and opened up its interactive space to millions of users and participants, he may not selectively exclude those whose views he disagrees with. So the answer is yes, it is legal for these platforms to block him, considering the First Amendment does not prohibit government censorship, but does not apply to private businesses like Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, etc. All in these past events of 2021 have been a terrible way to start off the year, but there is still time to make this our year. One way to make this year turn around for us is, I bet you can guess what I'm about to say, investing. You knew I was going to say it. I knew I was going to say it. Everyone knew I was going to say it, but it is totally valid. Investing is something that I have been doing for a couple of years now, and you know, it wasn't all sunshine and growth. There are a lot of things I had to learn, but there were obviously a lot of benefits as well. And that's what we're here to talk about today, the benefits of investing. Investing can be beneficial in so many ways, ways that are more obvious, like creating passive growth on your hard-earned money, and ways that aren't so obvious, like helping you reframe what money is to you and your spending habits. When I started learning about investing, I was around 16 or 17, I think I just actually watched the movie The Big Short, the one we talked about last episode. Uh, in this movie, obviously, like we talked about, they were talking about 401ks, CDOs, MBSs, 30-year mixed package craziness jargon. And as I watched this, I found myself in awe at this language that these finance people 
had that I had no chance of deciphering. But they said it so fluently and easily without missing a beat. That was pretty much the time where I knew I had to learn what they were saying. I just had to. It seemed so interesting. So one day, I literally got home from school junior year and sat down, you know, when I probably should have been doing homework, uh, and I spent about four hours learning every basic fact about investing, stocks, what the percentages meant, the basic jargon that people in finance use, the basics of understanding how the stock market worked, pretty much everything that made it so that I felt like I was decently comfortable with my beginner knowledge about the market. But it wasn't just those four hours that allowed me to coast off of my beginner knowledge about investing. At this point, I was hooked. It wasn't a chore for me anymore. And at this time, I wasn't even totally sure what I wanted to do when I went to college. But learning the basics of investing in the market had given me a clear idea of what I wanted to do in college, which was major in finance. I started reading books, watching movies, following finance accounts on Twitter, networking with people, watching YouTube videos, basically just the stuff that gave me an idea of what I was really getting into. Obviously, once I turned 18, I jumped on the opportunity to actually invest real money into the stock market. The first things that I bought were a couple of mutual funds and equity in a gold mining company. <laughs> I know, uh, I know, I know. That's probably the most random investment in my life. And to be honest, it it's done all right, but it hasn't done uh, considerably well for me, uh, you know, putting into perspective that it's the smallest position in my portfolio. I only have maybe five or $600 in that position. Uh, this was after about six to seven months of researching, and it was still obvious that I had a lot more work to do uh, to increase the size of my account because when it comes to long-term investing in a Roth IRA, you see growth when you regularly put cash in as if it were a savings account. The more cash you have in there, the more there is to compound with interest. That's why people tend to take it out later in life rather than using it as a spending account each week. The more size you have in there, or the more gas you put in a car, the longer it will be able to go. So think of it like that car analogy. The more gas you put in your car, the longer it'll be able to go. It's the same thing with a Roth. The more cash you put in, the more it'll be able to grow, the longer it'll be able to go. But like with any car, there is a limit to how much gas you can put in it. So in this case, the gas to a Roth IRA is $6,000 annually. That's the cap. So you can only put $6,000 in annually. It used to be $5,500, but I think they changed it after realizing that $5,500 is the most random number. And with $6,000 annually, it's just $500 a month. It's super clean and it requires way less math. So to make this as simple as I can, I will give you three benefits to investing. And I'll go a little in depth with each one. The first benefit is obviously helping you avoid inflation and maintain your spending power. Saw a lot of comments talking about how when you pull your money out of your Roth when you're 65, or in that case, it was 65 when I made the TikTok, or whenever age, that money won't be able to buy you a tank of gas. And I'm sure these comments were hyperbolizing, but it is still a conversation to be had. TheCollegeInvestor.com said that, quote, inflation is the general increase in prices that happens every year and the decline in purchasing power of your money. The rate of inflation can vary widely, but historically, inflation has averaged around 3%. If you invest your money and, say, earn a rate of return of 7% on average, then you'll stay way ahead of inflation and will be able to increase the value of your money. So basically, if you were to put this into perspective, the first benefit of investing is legitimately just investing. When you actually begin to budget and figure out how much you are able to comfortably invest without worrying about it, 
it benefits you and your money by essentially preserving it for when inflation increases and everyone else who talked down about investing and said they'd rather spend their money now, well, their money is worth considerably less compared to the money you've invested. The second benefit is that investing is key to building your wealth as a normal person who isn't particularly ambitious, which I would say is closer to 90% of people, sometimes including myself, and the way to build wealth as a person who just naturally doesn't want to build and manage a billion-dollar company, which comes with lawsuits, budget meetings, no days off or holidays or weekends off, is investing. That being said, if you are particularly ambitious and you do want to build a billion-dollar company, investing is still for you. Maybe one day you want to be able to walk away from it. Investing is key to that. But in contrast, people clown the 9-to-5 job, but if you work a 9-to-5 job, which comes with weekends off, time to go watch your kids play baseball, time to watch movies with your kids, and you can still come away with a million dollars simply by contributing money monthly into your Roth and letting it grow without you ever looking at it. This will set you up for when you retire, which we all know doesn't mean retiring. It just means you don't have to work if you don't want to. And if you happen to pass away before uh, you're able to take it out, then one of your beneficiaries will get it and you love them. So it's just a win-win. The third and final benefit is a famous one. It'll protect you from certain taxes. When it comes to your contributions, they have already had the taxes taken out of them. So when you put them in your Roth IRA, you can take these out at any time you wish tax and penalty free. This is why Congress is so strict with the annual contribution limit being $6,000. They want you to be taxed. They want your money. That's how powerful investing in a Roth IRA is. It literally scares Congress into limiting it. There is a catch though. You cannot touch this money until you're 59 and a half or five years after your first contribution. There are a couple of buffers that allow you to tap them early, like a health emergency or buying your first home. But again, tapping it would only stunt your growth. So just leave it alone. So like I said, those are a few benefits of investing. And before we end the episode, I got an email from a two center named Peyton that came with a question. Peyton said, Hey Cooper, my name is Peyton. I'm a 17-year-old kid trying to figure out life, just like the rest of us. I started listening to the podcast a few months back and found you on TikTok randomly and was very glad I found someone who talked about personal finances, money, financial literacy, and most importantly, the age where you started because it shows I can do the same things. The thing I'm trying to avoid in life is working a typical 9-to-5 job where it controls me. I want to live on my own terms, and I know and understand the dedication that it takes to get there. I love that. Uh, I work at a Chick-fil-A just as a high school job and use the money to save, invest, contribute to my Roth, and fund some of my startup business. I love that. I started recently cutting myself some slack, and I heard it on your your podcast, but also I was reading the 9-to-5 work week and realized it's not all about becoming wealthy right away. You have to have many retirements throughout your life, and that really stuck with me. I really wanted to ask, What are more sources of income I can obtain? Also, you have gone into a lot of depth on how to spend that money, but how are more ways we can receive that money? I believe the more sources of income you have, the better you will be in the long run. Thank you for everything you have taught me, and please do not stop. Peyton, I wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know we had a little conversation over email, and uh, I'm, I'm so hyped that you're working and investing and even have a startup going. That's so awesome. I love the hustle. So uh, your question was about more sources of income and essentially how to get more money, which is also my main focus. Um, So Peyton, what I would say to your question is finding something that you could do that one, 
obviously makes you money, and two, doesn't burn you out. With a job and school and friends and maybe sports, it could be easy to get burnt out with another side hustle if you're in the middle of the year. However, if you find you have time on the weekends and feel like you don't want to just sit around and play video games, then there are many ways to actually make more money. You could babysit, dog walk, shovel snow for people, flip stuff on eBay that you find a goodwill, get into investing in sports cards, or you could even start by being a driver for Grubhub or Uber Eats. The only problem with this is that you actually need to be 19 years or older for Grubhub being a driver. Um, so I don't know if you are going to want to wait that long or anything like that, but um, for you know any of the op- other options, those would also work uh, for below 19. And there's also a place called Side Hustle Stack, I believe that was called, SideHustleStack.co. gives you a whole list of side hustles that you can do, and I think most of them you can do like on your laptop. Um, a lot of my favorite financial gurus uh, do Grubhub and Uber Eats because they're driving around all the time anyway, so why not get paid to do it by picking up some food and dropping it off on their way home from work? I'll bet people are ordering a lot of Chick-fil-A from the Chick-fil-A that you work at, so it really would be killing two birds with one stone. You're going to work, you're getting paid, and then when you leave work, you just pick up those orders from Chick-fil-A and then you're, then you're out. However, if you're looking into, you know, more into the future, then the answer could definitely be real estate. That's something I'm looking into uh, to start when I'm older. And, you know, for sure, you could do rental properties or wholesaling, anything like that that brings in more money. You can cash flow those rental properties. The wholesaling also works, but I think it takes a little bit more time. You probably, unless you're doing it full time, because you said you don't want to do a 95. So, you know, maybe wholesaling could work. People do really well in wholesaling. But I would also say, don't be scared of the 9 to 5. I have a lot of friends that are scared of the 9 to 5. But like I just said in uh, this episode, the 9 to 5 isn't all that bad. You have tons of time off. You don't have really any liabilities when it comes to the company. And, you know, you have health insurance. You have a good salary. You're investing. And, you know, there's really nothing to complain about when when you have a 9 to 5. I think what people are scared of with a 9 to 5 is that it's kind of mundane. It's kind of boring. Uh, you know, it's nothing to write home about. When you go to a high school reunion, people are going to say, oh, what'd you do? And you'll talk about your 9 to 5. And maybe that works for you. You know, you, there's so much time. You have so much time in life. There's no reason to worry. Um, and like I said, in my cutting yourself some slack, do not, do not beat yourself up about this if you actually decide that. You know, maybe a side hustle isn't really what I want right now because I am in high school. Um, You know, I want to go to parties. I want to play sports. I want to do well in high school for grades. You know, it's it's all perfectly reasonable. Just you working and investing is awesome. And with a side hustle, it's so awesome. Uh, So I would say just pretty much keep doing what you're doing. But if you are interested in a side hustle, maybe one of those options that I said would work out for you. Peyton, again, thank you so much for the question. And if you want to have a question answered just like Peyton on a podcast, then feel free to email me at 2cents20yearoldpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck out there. Uh. 
So searching, I'm so certain that everybody's got a plan for something. But I'm here all up on my own, and I got no place to go. So I'm rolling on my skate, skate, skateboard, aboard my boat. Float to a place where you'll meet the goat who's not.